sermon from Garden City Methodist Church. We want to invite you to worship with us each Sunday at 10.30 a.m., either in person or online. You can come to our beautiful sanctuary at 62 Varnado Avenue, Garden City, Georgia, or you can worship with us online as we stream our services at GardenCityUMC.com. We're in our series on prayer called Let's Pray, and today we're going to talk about Let's Pray Without Ceasing. Our scripture is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 24. Here's what it says. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Jesus Christ for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the word of the prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful. He will do this. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One good rule of thumb when you're writing, especially if you're writing uh, academically is to avoid absolute statements. You should absolutely avoid absolute statements, right? <laughs> but for real, I mean, that's, uh, you, they tell you to avoid words like always and never and everybody because those types of statements are extremely difficult to prove. If I'm writing a paper about I don't know, bears, and I say, all bears like to eat fish. Well, I haven't gone out and taken a survey of every bear that's alive and asked it whether they eat fish. I can't prove that. That's true. And so they, you know, they say you should say something like, many bears enjoy eating fish, or bears usually like to eat fish. That's pretty good. Because if I say all bears enjoy eating fish, and you happen to know of a bear that turned down fish one time, you'll think, well, what about that bear? And then your mind is distracted from the point I'm trying to make. And so, generally speaking, they tell you to avoid these absolute statements. But I guess Paul didn't get that memo, right? He didn't get that memo, and he also didn't get the memo about run-on sentences, because Paul has some some awfully bad run-on sentences in some of his letters. But Paul's using absolute statements all over the place in the scripture that we just read, right? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Test all the prophecies. Reject every kind of evil. He is just lousy with these absolute statements in this passage, And you can see why it's generally not recommended to do this, right? Rejoice always? Aren't there times when rejoicing doesn't seem appropriate? You don't go up to a funeral and say, hey, guys, let's rejoice always. You know, that's not going to be well received. Are you saying that I shouldn't ever not rejoice? When my kid's laid up sick, I need to be just walking around rejoicing about it? No, I'm probably not going to do that. I don't get it. Give thanks in all circumstances? All circumstances? Really? 
is this like hyperbole that Paul is using? Or does he really want me to give thanks when tragedy strikes? And that's kind of how I feel about this instruction to pray without ceasing. Really? You mean I have to pray all the time? I can't, you know, think about other stuff? I can't take a break from praying and watch an episode of Star Trek? Because I'm not praying while I'm thinking about that. I want to be a person of prayer, but I also want to, you know, I don't know, have a life. I don't think God calls us to be monks and to just hole ourselves away at a monastery where all we do is pray. He wants us to go to work and enjoy our families. We can't sequester ourselves away and pray every minute of every day. And then, you know, I like to sleep sometimes too. So clearly, I don't think Paul means that we have to lock ourselves away in our prayer closets and pray 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and never have a thought that isn't a prayer to God. So I think we should take this admonition to pray without ceasing seriously. Do we chalk it up to hyperbole and just say, he's, he's just exaggerating. What he means is pray a lot. Or is there a way to pray without ceasing, without locking ourselves away in our prayer closets 24-7? Because I actually don't think that Paul is using hyperbole here. I think that Paul actually does want us to pray without ceasing. But I also don't think he's calling us to be monks or nuns. I had a realization, I, I, there's a metaphor that I love that helps me to think of this idea of prayer without ceasing. I remember when my family first got a computer. Now, my dad was an electrical engineer for many years, so he had to have the newest technology in our house. And I want to say it was like 1995 when we got our first computer. I remember plugging in that line to our family phone into the jack and, and dialing up the modem. Now, for you younger folks in the crowd, you may not remember, may not have ever heard that wonderful sound of dialing up the modem to get on the Internet. But it sounded like... And that is what you had to hear every time you got on the internet. And then it would take you like three days to download a picture of a dog. Right? It was slow, but I thought it was the coolest. I was entranced by the very beginning. But if I wanted to use the internet, I had to go to the family computer, physically plug it in, dial it up, and then use it. And then if my mom wanted to use the phone during that time, then I had to get off because it was, it was taking up our phone line. But then, in like 98, my family got broadband. It was the greatest. No more dial tone. No more waiting. We had these blazing fast speeds where it didn't take you three days. It took you only 10 minutes to download a picture of a dog. It was amazing. 
and, and we had a computer that was always connected, whether I was sitting there or not. And I could surf the web, and my mom could use the phone at the same time. But I still had to go downstairs and log on to the family computer in order to use it. I think for many of us, we tend to see our prayer lives like a dial-in internet service, right? We have a designated time and a designated place where we go to pray, and we dial in our connection with God. We have to, I have to get in that mode of that prayer. I got to get spiritual so that I can, I can pray, right? And then I have to clear away everything else and make sure I'm not distracted so that I can have that time for God. And that's good. I think we should all have some dial-up time with God without distractions, without any other way, anything else to go so we're focused. I think a, a regular, growing prayer life needs to have some in-depth, dial-up prayer time. But I don't think we need to limit our prayer lives to that. See, now technology has progressed even beyond my, my broadband internet. And mobile technology has come a long way since the 90s, right? There's been this shift. Now, the internet is not something I go to. The internet is something that I always have with me, right? There's this sense in the modern world that people are always connected. They're always online. We're surrounded by this wireless network of connection by 5G or whatever letter G we're on these days, or LTE or whatever they're calling it. We have the internet in the, in the air around us. No longer do we have to go and sit down and dial in to get to the web. The web is here. So even if I'm not in actively engaging with the internet on my phone or my computer, it's there. I am one notification away from pulling this thing out and seeing what's going on in the world. I'm one question away from pulling it out and Googling whatever ideas I want to know. I'm always connected to the internet these days, or I always can be quite easily. And I don't necessarily think that that's a good thing. <laughs> I think that we are way too connected most of the time. But it is the way that our world is right now. And I kind of think that pray without ceasing is a little bit like that. You have times where you dial in with God in prayer, but the rest of the time, you're still connected with God, whether you're actively saying prayers to him or not. You are aware of God. He's in the air around you. He's present with you here and now. And you're receptive to hearing from God at any time. That's what pray without ceasing means. That no matter what else is going on, you are a thought away. I love that song that we sing. He's as close as it is to say his name. I got that wrong. What did the song say? Close as the mention of his name. Thank you. That's right. Close as the mention of his name is what pray without ceasing means. We have the living God, the creator of the universe, who wants to connect with us anytime, any place. And it's a shame that we don't avail ourselves of that more often. We'd rather get distracted by whatever's going on on the internet or on the phone or on the TV 
than it is to just mention his name and be with him. That's what pray without ceasing means. It means that we have our regular dialed-in times of prayer, but outside of those times, we still have a 5G prayer life where we instantly say his name and we're connected with him. We're aware of his presence around us at all times. So I got us some tips for praying without ceasing, kind of to extend this cell phone metaphor a little bit, right? The first tip that we have is to maintain an attitude of prayer, right? One of the reasons that we're always connected is because we always, in in modern America, most people always have their phones with them, within arm's reach. They're ever-present. But the reality is that Jesus is even more present than that. And so one way we can pray without ceasing is by increasing our realization that Jesus is always here. Maybe it helps you to imagine him sitting in a chair across from you, sitting in the pew next to you, walking right beside you. Maybe that helps if you, if you picture Jesus being physically present in your mind. It reminds you that Jesus is spiritually present in a very real way next to you. It gives us that attitude of prayer, a reminder of the closeness of Jesus every single moment of every single day. And it keeps us connected with him even when we're stressful or busy or thinking about something else. We are constantly aware of the presence of Jesus, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Oscar Romero said it like this. He said, we all have a church within ourselves, our own consciousness. There God is, God's spirit. Blessed are those who do not forsake that shrine by failing to pray. Blessed are those who enter often to speak alone with their God. We don't have to come to church to pray. We don't have to get alone in our prayer closet. Our own hearts are a temple. Our own hearts are a shrine to God, and we can pray there at any time, all the time. And as we increase that awareness of God's presence, we can move into a mode of praying without ceasing. So increase our awareness of the presence of Jesus. That's the first tip. The second tip is to check in. So one of the ways that we're constantly connected to the internet is that we are usually we, we do the act of checking in on our phones a lot. I don't know about you, but when I am in the line or I'm waiting for someone or I am busy, you know, on the restroom or something like that, I pull out my phone and look at it, see what's going on, play a little game, or just scroll my social media. In line at the bank, waiting to pick up your kids, you're mindingly scroll to see what's up. It's amazing how many times a day we just pull these things out when there's nothing else going on. Well, guess what? We can do that with prayer too. We can choose to check in with God before we check in on our phones. One easy way to do that is called a breath prayer. I love this, this idea of a breath prayer is a prayer that you can say all in one breath. They're short They're pithy. Sometimes they're things that you could just memorize and just have at the ready. We talked about that on our first week of this series about Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's a breath prayer. So we can check in with God during those times. 
Maybe your breath prayer could be, what's up, God? Simple as that. What's going on? What are you doing, God? But we can condition ourselves to, instead of when we get bored or when we have nothing else to do, instead of pulling up our phone to check in on social media, we can pull up our prayer lives and check in with God. Just think of anything that you regularly need from God and make that into a breath pair. Maybe your breath pair could be, Jesus, give me patience. We, most of us could use to pray that prayer a little more often. Jesus, give me strength. God, I need to know that you love me in this moment. Any of these things are great. But we can come up with a prayer that you can pray when nothing else is going on. You don't have to clear anything else away first. You don't have to get quiet. You don't have to get alone. Just turn to God and say, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Check in with God in prayer. Another thing that we can do is set up notifications. Now, one of the sinister things that companies do to try to suck your attention into them is they want you to turn the notifications on on your phone. So that way they can interrupt whatever's going on in your day and get you to pay attention to them. That's why you should turn your notifications off for everything except maybe text messages or phone calls. Just a little tip from me to you. Because companies pay a lot of money to rip you away from your in-person lives so that you can pay attention to whatever sale they've got going on or whatever thing they want you to know about their product. But you can give yourself a notification in prayer. I learned this from a friend of mine uh, that died a few years ago. His name was Bob. And Bob would do this thing where 11 minutes past the hour, he would pray. So if he looked up at a clock and it was, you know, 1-11 or 9-11 or whatever 11, he would stop whatever he was doing and say, Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. And then he would do back whatever he was doing. He allowed himself to be notified at that time that he needed to turn to God in prayer. What a wonderful idea, right? A lot of us, I wear a smartwatch. And uh, what my smartwatch does is once an hour, it notifies me to remind me to keep moving, which is a great idea. But I'm also trying to use that notification to also pray. So I pray and I move at 10 till the hour Every hour. There's little things like that we could do. Allow yourself to be pinged once in a while to remember to pray. It doesn't have to have a time limitation. Maybe it's, you know, whenever you see a bird fly by or whenever you, you know, it could be whatever. Whenever you sit down and turn on your car, if you're driving a lot, just when you turn the key, just say a prayer to God. Get notified of your need to connect with God in prayer. That is another way that we can pray continually. So, increase our awareness of God around us all the time. Uh, check in with God before you check in with your phone. Set up notifications that remind you to pray. And the last thing that we can remember to pray is that we remember to have grace for other people and remember how to have grace for ourselves. Because I don't know about you, but the idea of praying without ceasing sounds pretty daunting to me. Sometimes I feel like life is hard enough without having to worry about feeling guilty because I'm not praying all the time. But it's not like that. 
Richard Foster has this great passage in his chapter about praying without ceasing in his prayer book when he says, he's regarding times when you can't pray without ceasing. He says, rather than trying to fool myself by piously pretending constant communion, what I do in such situations is to ask God for a time out. He is gracious as always and understands our frailty. In time, we can come back and try again. The question is not whether we fail again and again. That's a given. The question is whether over a period of time we are developing a practiced habit of divine fellowship. We're not shooting for perfection in praying without ceasing. We are shooting for improvement. And we can have grace for ourselves because God has grace for us. Because in reality, praying without ceasing is not another obligation that we have. It's a gift we've been given. God isn't in heaven constantly disappointed in you because you're not praying enough. Constantly disappointed in you because every thought that you have doesn't involve him. He wants you to enjoy the world he created for you. Rather, he is up there in heaven constantly making himself available to you, giving you a gift of his love, his fellowship, of his own self to you always so that you can always be in communion with him. Prayer is the gift that God has. And there's never a reason for him to be too busy for us. And so if God's not too busy for me, to always be available for me, then I shouldn't be too busy for him to always be available in prayer for him. No matter what, God's going to hear your prayer and respond to it. The God who is in charge of the universe loves you so much that he always pays attention to you. And so the more of my attention that I can give back to him, the better. Praying without ceasing is not an obligation that God makes us have. It is a gift that he always offers to us. And the more often we can avail ourselves of that gift, the better off we're going to be. So let's become more aware of the way that God is present in our days. Let's speak to him regularly. Let's not wait until we can dial in to pray but go to the throne early and often. Find excuses to pray in the middle of your day and see what God does. Let's go to him in prayer. Heavenly Father, you have given us the gift of your attention. We've squandered that gift so often. It's tempted to be shamed, but God, we don't feel that shame because we just receive more of your grace. So help us to do better. Let us turn our attention to you. Grab our attention away from our phones, from our obsessions, or whatever it is that we are missing out on, so that you can take more of our attention. Give us the grace to pray without ceasing, Father. In your name I pray. Amen.